Eileen Ray McCann for Circle of Blue, and here's What's Up With Water, your need-to-know news of the world's water. In the United States, perfluorinated compounds, or PFOS, continue to make headlines. The Arizona Daily Star reported that Tucson Water shut down a treatment plant when the utility realized that water containing PFOS was being piped to thousands of Tucson residents. Utility officials also discovered that they had been doing their monitoring tests from the wrong site, missing data that would have alerted them that the treatment plant was not removing PFAS. There are thousands of PFAS chemicals, and they're found in firefighting foam, household products such as nonstick coatings, carpets and waxes, and in manufacturing processes. They don't break down easily, staying in the environment and in the human body for a long time. They've been linked to many illnesses, including cancer. The Environmental Protection Agency has issued a health advisory on PFAS, recommending a maximum level of 70 parts per trillion for the two most well-known compounds. The levels found at the Tucson plant were about half the advisory limit, but they were higher than a recent federal study said is safe. Tucson water officials don't know how long the contaminated water has been in the system. That's because they hadn't sampled points in the treatment plant's water delivery area until this year, the Daily Star reports. Tucson Water's director, Tim Tomier, said they chose to sample the area this year because they were finding PFOS in other locations and having to close wells. Mr. Tomier later took issue with news reports calling the utility's water contaminated. He said with perfluorinated compounds, there's no regulatory limit on them because they're really an emerging compound of concern. The EPA is considering going beyond an advisory to setting formal limits on PFAS in drinking water. It's also preparing to propose a legal designation of PFAS as hazardous substances. Tucson Water used short-term measures to reduce the PFAS levels at the South Side treatment plant. They say the PFAS content is now holding below 18 parts per trillion, and that they have resolved the testing error that caused them to mistakenly monitor the wrong water source. Some city officials have criticized the error as cavalier, given Tucson's long history of water pollution and the public's sensitivity to the issue. The PFAS situation isn't the first time Tucson Water has dealt with chemicals in the water system. This Southside plant was built in 1994 to eliminate the widely used industrial solvent trichloroethylene, which companies in the aircraft industry dumped into the ground from the late 1940s to the mid-1970s. In 2014, the plant was retrofitted to remove dioxane, an industrial stabilizing agent which had been found in groundwater a dozen years earlier. It's deja vu all over again, said Jeff Biggs, Tucson Water's Administrator for Strategic Initiatives. We are reacting to a moving target of health advisories. We are moving as quickly as we can to meet those targets. In China, scientists warn that rising global temperatures will have profound effects on the country's economy. A new economic assessment predicts that a rise of 1.5 to 2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels 
could double China's drought-related economic losses. The study uses 30 years of data from 31 provinces and cities. By analyzing the intensity, location, and duration of droughts in China, it assesses future economic challenges and the potential for adaptation. China, like many countries in recent years, is grappling with a significant economic toll of drought. Some 20% of China's direct economic losses linked to weather and climate are due to drought. In the study, scientists projected drought losses based on two scenarios: a 1.5 degrees Celsius rise in temperature and a 2 degree rise. With a 1.5 degree rise, the estimated loss is nearly three times that of the 10 years ending in 2015. If temperatures rise by two degrees, warns the study, the extra half degree of warmth would trigger drought losses that are twice as high. The Paris Agreement aims to restrict the global mean temperature increase to well under two degrees above pre-industrial levels. It is working to limit the warming to 1.5 degrees. In order to reduce risk and the cascading effects of a warming climate, the study's author, Professor Tseng Tong, says that keeping the global average temperature increase below 1.5 degrees Celsius can save several tens of billions of U.S. dollars each year in China. He noted that the trend in warming means more loss for China, even taking improved adaptation into account. In Australia, the driest September on record has ended, with areas in the east suffering the worst drought in years. Spring rains have begun, but are not expected to offer much relief. Australia's east coast has been devastated by dryness, with less than a fifth of the typical rainfall over the last three months. Winter crops failed, and livestock are desperate for whatever farmers can buy to feed them. Wheat production is at the lowest in a decade, and both the wool clip and the wine crush are looking poor. Reuters news service reports that the drought has already swung the crop protection company Newfarm Limited to an annual loss. Australia's Bureau of Meteorology said that the year so far is the second driest for the Murray-Darling River Basin since records began in 1900. The Murray-Darling is the country's largest river catchment. Soil moisture has been declared very much below average in vast portions of the continent, from the outback Kimberley region in the west to farm and pastureland in the southeast. Soil moisture can take months to replenish, and the three-month outlook is for less rain than usual in parts of eastern and southern Australia. That plus rising temperatures means little chance of recovery. For drought-affected areas, and that's what's up with water. We'd like to share what's up where you are. Tweet us with your water news at Circle of Blue hashtag What's Up with Water.